Hello. What's up? Nada. <laughs> Nada. Nothing. We haven't been on here in a couple weeks. That's your fault. It's always my fault. <laughs> I gotta blame somebody. Oh my god, it's always my fault. No, it's been, been a little crazy. Um, what was the last time? Did we, did we do the podcast after we became grandparents? We did. Okay, cool. Because, you know, today is his two-week birthday. So he can have a two-week birthday. <laughs> if you guys could have seen the look that Troy just gave me, because I won't let him celebrate any more than a day out of the year for his birthday. <laughs> so this, that was great. So this little dude who just got here two weeks ago can, can celebrate every week now. I'm celebrating it. It was two weeks ago. He's two weeks old. So two weeks. Today. Week two weeks into being a grandparent how do you feel about that amazing just amazing just amazing i mean he makes it amazing um you know a lot has happened over the last couple of weeks that i mean we could probably come up with five different million podcast subjects <laughs> but here we are once again not having a specific topic because things have just been way too crazy so, what last week, um, our state, our county within the state started opening up, so I finally went back to work. After how long? Like 64, uh, two and a half months. And that's long as you've ever gone without working, correct? Yeah. I mean, like, I didn't work. <laughs> it was amazing. I most definitely, as long as I had a lot of money... I most definitely could be a stay-at-home mom, wife, whatever you want to call it, grandma. You wouldn't go crazy? No, like, I, we, as long as we have money. So as long as we have money. Yeah, like I couldn't be a stay-at-home mom or wife if we were broke. But if we were, if we were well off, so like I could do things that I wanted to do, then yeah, I could definitely stay home. Hmm. I mean, I love what I do and everything like that, but I really enjoyed my time at home. I'm not going to lie. I can't deny that. You know what? I I enjoyed having you home, um, and the virtual learning that I was help teaching. Um, there was days where it was very long, you mm -hmm. know, um, because it's different from having that one-on-one -on -one interaction. You're staring at a screen, and your back starts to hurt because you got to kind of bend down and look at. It. I'm like, there's just a lot of like that goes into it. But didn't you still feel as if you still had like? A little extra freedom. Oh, of course. Yeah. Did you, didn't you like that? I love that. You know, and like, the one thing I, I'm not going to lie, the one thing I loved doing was being able to go into the kitchen mm -hmm. and like make whatever I want whenever I wanted to. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to lounge around in, in shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. Not saying I can't do that at work, but you know. You could do it more so here. I, 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 I don't think I put on a lot of shoes. I think I have my house shoes on a lot. <laughs> We would save a lot of money <laughs> from shoes, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, uh, um, last week, Friday, was technically my last day of doing the virtual teaching. Um, I go in for surgery tomorrow morning. So it was, um, it was, it was an emotional day on Friday for me, um. Just, you know, letting the kids know, kids reaching out to me, uh, the love I got from the teachers. Um, it's just amazing. You know, it's the first time 
that I've had a job where I felt appreciated and, you know, and, and, and loved by the staff. So it was just something different that I've never actually experienced before. That's crazy. In 42 years of your life, this is the first time that you've had a job. I mean, well, you've been there for a couple of years, but you've, this is the first time you've had a job that you feel that way. Yes. It's insane to me. Um, and not saying, you know, I didn't have other jobs I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the principal to the social worker to the dean to every teacher in the school, you know, it, mm-hmm. um, nothing but well wishes. They sent me flowers, which I've never gotten in my 42 years ever. I've never been sent with flowers I before. Know, they made me look bad. But, <laughs> but realistically, what wife do you know sends her husband flowers? I don't know. So maybe that helped. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> personally, my emotions have just been up and down, you know. Yeah. Um, it, hit you, it hit you tonight. It hit me tonight. Um, well, and I think, too. So so we have all this going on. So we have the coronavirus going on. We have um, things are trying to slowly start to open up. Like I said, like Dane County last week um, started opening up certain stores and restaurants and service, like, salons and services and whatever and then we have at the same time we have this horrific incident happen up in Minneapolis where um on yet another officer of, of the law um senselessly killed a black man and the country is continuing to erupt for for good cause um, and so I think like that, you know, there are certain times where I've seen you or I've been married to you and I've seen things bother you. This bothers you really bad. I've seen it through this week. You have been, um, touchy on edge you know, more than touchy. I can't even explain. Like it really has bothered you. Um, this particular incident has bothered me tremendously. Um, and I feel so stuck. Like, I don't feel as if, I've said this, and I've said this time and time again, black people in our country do not need to be the ones to continue to fight. Like, black people have fought over and over and over again for freaking centuries. White people need to start standing up and fighting for this. This is fucking ridiculous. And I'm so angry. I'm so over it. I, I and, and yet I feel so stuck because as one person, like I sat here like, what can I do? I'm over it. I'm sick of this. This is ridiculous. And then now to find that, you know, we're like people are having these peaceful protests and then we have the looting and the damaging of businesses go on. And then to find out that a lot of it's happening, that who's really starting it is racist white people. Like so, there's like a, like there's like a special gang going around doing so this. So they're, so they're And what happened is so, cause I talked to people who were at the protest here in Madison. Mm-hmm. Protest ended about four thirty. People started going in different ways. And then there said there's roughly about a hundred people who stuck around. Um, and these are people who they're calling, you know, like there there are there's pretty much like 
professional shit starters pretty much, you know. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, the rally was peaceful. Everybody marched, you know. There was good words spoke. And then all hell broke loose. Now, I've lived in Madison my whole life. I was here during the Rodney King riots. I was here during... Um, all the other yeah, senseless... All the other senseless acts. And I've never seen the city erupt like this. And not only Madison, but, you know, Minneapolis. Well, the, the whole country. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it hits a lot closer to home because... Minneapolis is like your home. You you were raised there. You're both the oldest two were born there. So I know you said that to me the other day, like the, that's what you think is hitting home, but I don't think that it's I don't think it's particularly that. I think that this particular incident is hitting the, the everybody in the country or everybody in the world. I mean, I've seen people over in Italy, like there's there's pictures and videos from like across the across the world that this is affected. I think it literally, like, the entire incident was caught on, was caught on, like, we literally can go online and watch the entire, this man die. Um, everything is being caught. I mean, and yeah, there's been other, there's been other situations where, you know, stuff has happened and it's a little bit's been caught, but no, like, this entire thing, we, we can go and we can watch this poor man lose his life and these other cops just stand there and allow it to happen. And then I'm at work and I see a picture that all I did, all, all I could do was cry. I mean, and nothing like this has ever touched me as much as this particular situation. Like, I've been angry. I've been embarrassed. Embarrassed to be a freaking white person. I am so angry with the racist white people. I don't. I don't know what I would do if I came across a situation at this point. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I can't. I can't handle it anymore. Um, I just know that you, as a black man, do not need to continue to fear your life or our son or our friends or any black person in this in this world should not have to fear going to a store, walking down the street. You shouldn't have to fear anything because of the color of your skin. It's disgusting. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. What to, I don't even know what to say right now. I don't know. So I, the, the next day after the, the footage was released, I remember getting up, sitting on the edge of the bed and looking out the window and Something hit me was like, I'm able to wake up, look out the window. I'm watching kids ride their bikes up and down the street, all this stuff. And like, I, and not, so I haven't been brutalized by the police ever, but there's been situations where I've been bullied by the police before. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was some kind of PTSD from a couple of situations I've been in, but like, it, it hit me like a ton of bricks, you know? And the one thing I try to tell people is, you know, this is not about Democrats or Republicans or, you know, anything political. I stand for what's right and I'm against stuff that's wrong. 
-hmm. You know, I have very close friends like you do. We have family who are police officers. We have very close friends who are police officers. So... Well, and the one thing that I've seen, like this morning I was looking, the one thing that I have seen is that there there are starting to be a lot, a lot of people in law enforcement are starting to stand up against the bad the bad ones. Yep. Um, and, f- like, finally. how It literally has taken all these years and all these senseless deaths, but I'm finally starting to see officers of the law standing up to the bad ones. Yep, and I spoke to one who I'm pretty close with, and uh, she was like... This situation has really got to me that much where I'm thinking about an early retirement Mm -hmm. because, you know, officers now have to fear for their lives. They they do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you look at them, you can't tell a good one from a bad one, you know, Mm -hmm. unless you know them. Um, So when George Floyd was put on the ground... He, I mean, to watch that footage, there used to be a DVD and a VHS you can rent called, like, Faces of Death, where, like, people would, you could see them, they'd bungee jump and the cord would snap and they'd hit the ground or something, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a resemblance of that because you hear him yelling, you know, he's yelling for his mom, he's yelling, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, and then it's quiet for, like, two, three minutes. He's not moving. And that's when it really started to sink in. Um, so that situation on top of the COVID situation, on top of having surgery, I, I've been just a ball of emotions. Um, excuse me. Uh, there... I, there's not even words to explain, like, the, the the loss of words, everything, for what's been going on, you know, as far as the police brutality and, you know, police killing people and stuff like that. And I'm not saying all police officers are bad, because there's, a, there's tons of great ones out there. But these bad ones are making the good ones look bad. And then, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's a snowball effect, you know, and... Geez, when this guy goes to court and they pull some crazy shit and find him not guilty, it's going to get way worse. It's going to be way worse. Well, I've been saying that I think that we, our country will be at war. But, I mean, I can, we can only pray that that's not going to happen. I mean, there's no if answer. Like... He murdered this man. Mm-hmm. And he murdered him over a possible, we don't even know for sure, but a possible counterfeit bill. Something that... Some people say that it was a possible forged check. or I heard a possible counterfeit bill. I mean, like, like I said to you yesterday, I could get... I, I get cash from clients all the time. Yep. I could get a bill from somebody. They might not even know. I don't know. We could be carried around. And then be at a store and they they think that something's counterfeit or whatever like it it's this it's the craziest thing i've ever heard yep so i mean you know 
watching would have like, and I sat here and you finally went to sleep. I sat here and watched the news for hours, and I finally, I, I was so exhausted from watching it, I went to bed, and then wake up and like, first of all, I don't condone the looting, I don't condone the rioting, I'm all for protesting, um, but also I'm going to say, there are a lot more people worried about the damage from the looting and the riot rioting versus what happened to this man. And that's what kind of got on my nerves is people were like losing their shit over the looting and stuff. And I understand it's wrong, you know, because there's people trying to use this as an opportunity. When you have a big rally going on and you know that 90% of the police force are out, you know, watching this whole thing, make sure everyone's being peaceful. People want to take advantage of that shit, and that's what they did everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, and some people were not happy that I said this. You wreck a liquor store, you steal shoes from an armor, all that stuff can be replaced. George Floyd, who lost his life, cannot be that His life cannot be replaced. So, and there are some people who are happy, I mean, not happy that I said that, but... Well, what I read this morning, um, there was a post put out by from the owners of a business down in down in State Street, and there and a lot of people were about to give them business down too. Oh yeah, that's I will I will most definitely um, be be giving my continued business to these, to these people. But they said, you know what? I get it. Break in, damage, whatever. That pretty much that it's it do it do it do what you got to do. Like make a statement, do what you got to do. We have insurance. Insurance will take care of anything that happens. You cannot bring back this man's life. You cannot change this. You cannot fix this. It cannot happen. And they stand by everybody who's out there um, trying to make a difference. Now, again, the thing that I have the issue with is finding out, and this is not just, I mean, you know, we're, you're, we have a major focus on Madison because we live here, but... I'm talking about the entire country. There is, um, there is like a, like a gang going around pretty much, a white supremacy program, gang, I don't know what you'd want to call it, but that has been started up and they're, they're symbols of them. Um, I can't remember what the symbols were, but that they are going around and starting or adding to this so that it. To make it look like, mm -hmm. like it's part of the like whole, it's part of the, the protest. protest. Yep, and they're starting this, or you know, like around here, we have some little racist, little they're, they're racist white girls, teenagers, <laughs> that started some stuff down in our city yesterday. The and they happen to be called out. People got pictures of them. Everybody seems to know who they are. Um, so that's that's going to be interesting to see. I. I'm not going to sleep at night until um, until something happens with to them because I think it's ridiculous. And you know what? If you're going around doing this as a, as a teenager, there are some major issues, and it needs to stop now. You know, some of it's just some kids, you know, have this sense of entitlement that they're untouchable. So... Um, well, yeah, so I, I'm going to, you know... Part of, part of what I'm going to do is I'm going to look into this. 
I've heard that they have, they've already been in trouble with the law, but I would like to know, oh, you know, do, do does their family, do their family, do they have businesses around here? Mm-hmm. I want to know more, but I'm not, they need to be punished by the law. And I also see, you know, and this was the craziest thing, you know, um, I think this store is called Augusta or August. It's where I bought my fancy shoes August. from. And they break into the store, and there is an employee downtown that works there. He sees people looting his store. He tries to grab the stuff, and they started fighting this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, But this is where he needs to understand. Just let it go. Again, the insurance will cover it. But again, I don't like. I don't even care about. I, I, my point I don't is, even care about it. So my point is, people are turned against each other now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what can't happen. We can't have people. If if we're the united front, and and that women's group in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, they that was for a different cause. Yeah, but what they did, you know, these white ladies in Kentucky. There was a protest, and they stood locked arm these white ladies in front of all the black protesters to make sure the police could not get to them or do anything. Um, and that spoke volumes, you yeah. know. Yeah. And you know what's going on right now? Are people are turning against each other because it, it it's 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 just out of hand, you know. Like you want to protest, protest, you know, and do it together. Um, cause the whole thing is we're trying to show solidarity against law enforcement. Like I said, not all law enforcement are bad and I'm glad there's tons of police officers stepping up and saying, Hey, if you don't know to respect the badge, turn your shit in. There were people marching somewhere and all the officers who were at this protest took their helmets off, put their batons away and marched with the people. And they said, we're here with you guys. We're not here to fight against you. We're here with you guys. I love that. And that spoke volumes, too. So we need more of that, you know. Um, It's hard watching my city go to shit, you know. Um, And one newscaster said it, you know, right now there's two diseases killing people. The coronavirus and racist white people, mm-hmm. you know, and they both need to be stopped. And you know it's bad. You know it's bad when there's people protesting during this pandemic. You know it's bad. So I didn't want to get on a huge soapbox about this situation because I figured we'd touch upon it, you know, a little bit later. Um, well, it's what's going on in our world right now. Yeah. So it's what we got to talk about. I mean, do you, do you like, okay, so I know that you say that you've never had like a, like a run in with, you've never been brutalized by the police or whatever, but seeing this, do you ever, do you worry like when you leave, do you worry that something could happen or do you worry about getting pulled over or Cause I, I feel like you you used to not really worry about that. Um, I've always worried about it since that situation in Columbus where 
And I'll, you know what? I'll get the details about it real quick so people can understand. 2005. I think when I say, when I say like August 25th, 2005, something like that. Whatever SummerSlam was that year for wrestling. Because I remember so I was going to go to Charles' house and watch it. Um, police pulled me over in Columbus. And the reason why they said they pulled me over is because I didn't have a seatbelt on. Oh, okay. Hold on. You're talking about Columbus, Wisconsin. Sorry. Columbus, Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Columbus, I mean, Ohio. you even had me. <laughs> so in Columbus, Wisconsin, I was coming back from a basketball tournament. And a girl who I was dating was from Columbus. We were dropping off her teammate. Police pulled me over, and they said, you know, do you know why we're pulling you over? And I was like, no. You didn't have a seatbelt on. I said, okay, you got me, you know. They take my license registration, but before they do, they peek in the car, and they ask the girls, are you okay? So I was like, well, what do you mean, are are they okay? And the girls were like, yeah, we're fine. So this is when I know shit starts getting out of control. As he takes my license, goes back to his car, and he's coming back, another squad car pulls up with two officers and a canine. And they ask me to step out of my car. And I'm like, why? And they ask the girls to step out, and they're like, what's going on? And they said, we need to check your car for drugs. Now, this is not happening like in the city where people can see it. We're like on a backcountry road somewhere. So I have to have the wherewithal to think, like, what the hell am I supposed to do? So I let them search my car, and they tore through my car. Like, they pulled everything out of my trunk. They pulled everything out of my bag. Uh, they just they just ransacked my car. And then they said, well, we're going to also give you a ticket for not having front registration. So after that moment, I've been always leery of police because I don't know what they're going to do. Like... Because there was really no reason for that to happen. If they wanted to give me a ticket, give me a ticket, but do do all that other stuff. So I felt targeted because I was a black guy with two white girls in the car, and they didn't like that, you know. Right. Especially when they asked other girls, "Are are you okay?" You right. know. So yeah, to answer your question, there, you know, if I get pulled over, I'm pretty sure I'm 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 gonna start sweating, you know, because I don't know what's gonna happen, you know. Um, and I've had this talk with our boys about what to do and stuff like that. You know, I guess the one thing I will, I'll comply, you know, I'll listen. I'll do what they ask me to do. Um, I will damn sure make sure to, you know, either remember the officer's name or his badge number. But, you know, it's, it's, and I'm pretty sure right now police are afraid to. Mm-hmm. Like, because they don't know what the hell is going to happen now when they pull someone over. So, yeah, I, 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 I it's a little frightening. How about for you on your end? Like, how do you, how do you feel? See, and you have law enforcement background. Mm-hmm. You know, you were dispatcher, all this stuff. So, how do you feel about all this stuff going on? Well, I mean, you go backwards to where you know my my very first thing. The only reason why I ever wanted to go into law enforcement in the first place was because I wanted to be a part of internal affairs because I wanted to make a difference and get the bad apples, as many bad apples as I could off out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have, I have white privilege. 
I don't ask for it. I just happen to have it because I'm I'm white. And so I can't sit here and say like I'm I'm not scared because I don't have a reason to be scared. Um it bothers me that I have to worry about my husband and I have to worry about my children. And I can't say that it bothers me. The word that I, I, I don't know what the word is. Um, I like to believe that everything will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this country, like I think as much as it's horrible and scary, I think that this country needs this and it kind of needs this reset with, with, I don't want to say a war, but um, I think for years now we've been going backwards and something needs to change. There's no reason why anybody that I love, whether it be my family, my friends, it's people on the streets. Nobody in this world should have to be afraid of the people that are sworn to to to, to, to protect to, to protect us to protect you guys. Serve and protect. I've never raised my kids to fear the police. Um, obviously, now you know, being a mother of young black men, I need to make sure that they're aware and to know what to do. Um, and things are changing, but I think that, yeah, I, I think there, we all, we need to figure out a way to stop the race, the racist people. And again, black people and other minorities have fought so hard for so long. And this is where we still are. It's not, it's not like other white people are, and there are the ones that have to stand up and do something about this. And you know, there's gonna. You know, I. I've had to unfriend some people on social media over this, you know, mm-hmm. over their views because I just felt that, you know, they used their political beliefs to say racial stuff. And I felt, you know, that some people are borderline racist or underlined racist or sneaky racist, you know. They're just and racist. So. Fuck them. They're racist. Period. <laughs> So, um, there's been a good deal of people who I've been unfriending over this last weekend, you know, um, cause I have my stance on things. I have my beliefs on things. Um, and, uh, I'm going to keep those, you know, some people worry about, you know, I'm being too vocal. Well, some people don't think I'm vocal enough. You know, and it sucks because we wanted to be a part of that protest yesterday, but unfortunately, I couldn't be a part of it because I had just taken a, is it a COVID test or, or a test for Corona? Which one is it? I, I, is there, is there a difference? I, it, but what's, <laughs> I don't know. It's a, you got tested to make sure you don't have the coronavirus, COVID-19, same difference. Why did somebody correct you? No, I've oh. been correcting myself the whole day. Oh. Like I don't know, like what's the correct, you know? Oh no, yeah, you've been at quarantine ever since your test yesterday because you can't get it before surgery. So yep. we haven't been able to really do anything. So watching from the sidelines kind of sucks, you know. Um, 
Not saying I want to be pepper sprayed and all that shit, but you know. Would you have gone down if it wasn't for this? I would have. Okay. I would have gone down. I would have, I would have supported. Um, I think I, I'm a person who people will listen to when I talk. Um, not saying that I can control a whole crowd, but just to see, you know, and I, and I saw pictures of the protests and I loved it, you know. I saw there, and I had friends down there. There were blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians, all locked arm together, you know, trying to make a difference. And that's what it's going to take for everyone to make a difference and for our voices to be heard. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, I think it might be about time for us to go to bed. We just wanted to do a quick check and talk about this this craziness right now. Give you a chance to say goodbye. Goodbye before for- before surgery. You'll be back. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <laughs> I'm not trying to be in a hospital so that I, I don't wanna. <laughs> so you should be back next week. I should be back in a couple days. Not, I hope. not saying I'm gonna be coherent, but um, the good thing about you being at the hospital is that the nurses take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> it saves me and the kids. I'm about to put the nurses through hell. Just, <laughs> no, just, you're not. I'm be asking for a lot of goddamn pudding. I know that much. Oh my god. Um, yeah. Surgery in so many hours, so. Time to go to bed. It is time to go to bed. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. I, I, I've talked to coworkers who said they love our podcast. Uh, we haven't done anything exciting in a long time. I think they love it because they know who we are, <laughs> but they don't get to see this side of me at work. Okay. So. I don't know why not, but okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very reserved at work. Okay. So you behave yourself. I behave myself. I right. Well, like I said, we haven't done anything exciting on the podcast in, in a while. So I think coming back, we might have to. I'm sure you, we'll have a couple crazy stories about your surgery. I hope not. <laughs> I was going to ask you a question, but I cannot remember now. Okay. <laughs> Who's Jody? Oh, my God. You gonna you should play the song for them. I can't. Well, Troy and I came across a song. No, you came. I, I get no. I take oh, I no get credit, credit for it. I finally get credit for something. <laughs> Anyways, I think if you're listening, look up the song "Candy Liquor" <laughs> by Marvin Cease. Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah, but just "Candy Liquor." I mean, you can look it up on YouTube. <laughs> we, I came across a like a clip. I, I and then try to figure out or try to before you look it up. Consider what year you think it came out. <laughs> that was the other shocker for us. So anyways, we're going to say goodnight. Goodnight. Uh, and we will talk to you in about a week. In about a week. <laughs> All right. Peace. Peace.